you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball and, well, occasionally baseball as well because I was invited on to the Locked On Nationals podcast hosted by none other than, an, than another Missouri mafioso, Mr. Josh Neighbors. Of course, Josh, just a tiny, teensy-weensy bit younger than me, but you know what? You can't tell on the air. It was a great conversation. The guy knows his stuff, and it was really fun, and I certainly appreciate him having me on. Always fun to talk to a new member of the old Mizzou Mafia. We also get into Sarah Fuller, the kicker for Vanderbilt this past weekend, that historic moment, as well as some Mizzou basketball. And well, speaking of Mizzou basketball, before I get to my interview with Josh, I'll tell you the big news has got to be Missouri suddenly playing Oregon on Wednesday night in Omaha. That game will be on 8 p.m., on FS1, so check your check your local listings there for sure. Figure out how to stream now or forever hold your peace. But no, no fans will be allowed at this game. And well, some people have already pointed out that the last time Missouri played in Omaha, we lost to Norfolk State. Thank you all so much for that lovely memory. But you know what? Actually, this is a great pickup for the Tigers, the Ducks. And Mizzou were seemingly joined at the hip for this Mohegan Sun event as far as if they were going to go or not. So when the Ducks pulled out, the Tigers pulled out as well. And so not a huge shock that they managed to get this game on the schedule. Frankly, perfect kind of game for Missouri at this point. Needed to beef up the schedule a little bit. And also you didn't want to go a tremendously long period of time between games one and two. And, well, speaking of that, the Mizzou women going to be off the court until at least December 13th because they've had three games canceled. Bring that up because I like the Mizzou women as well and also because, well, frankly, it just shows the challenges that are going to be awaiting men's basketball this season as well. Don't be surprised if there's not only a game shuffled around or so, but maybe multiple games in a row canceled who knows? Hope it doesn't happen, but keep an eye out for it. So with all that being said, let's get to Josh Neighbors and the Locked On Nationals. Hello, everybody. Locked On Nationals podcast today. And joining me, very special guest, John Miller of the Locked On Mizzou podcast. Uh, John and I are both alums of the University of Missouri. So we're going to talk a little bit of Mizzou baseball, some of the guys who have come through. Obviously, one big name is Max Scherzer. But first, John, a really important moment in, in sports history yesterday uh, that our Missouri Tigers were involved in. They played Vanderbilt. They won 41 nothing in football. But uh, Sarah Fuller of Vanderbilt becomes the first woman to play in a Power 5 football game. She uh, had the second half kickoff and executed the squib kick perfectly. Um, not sure if you were there, but just your opinions of what, of what happened yesterday. Obviously a very impactful moment and um, just in sports in general. 
Yeah, I, I did get a chance to be at the game yesterday, fortunately for me. And yeah, it was obviously a really interesting moment. I think everybody was really wanting to see what would happen if she might get an extra point or, or a field goal attempt. But yeah, you're right. I think for what they were asking her to do there, she executed the kick quite well you know down Missouri was basically forced to field it down it at the 35 yard line honestly I, I was a little bit nervous there to see her kicking off I'm kind of glad they did squib it I hope this doesn't sound sexist but you know mm-hmm. I, I'm the uh, I'm a father of a young daughter and I, I mm-hmm. could just imagine if my daughter was going out there I'd be going oh is she gonna be on kickoff coverage here right, if, if somebody right. breaks you know somebody breaks the outside there generally the kicker is the uh the last person back so mm-hmm. uh you know that would have made me a little nervous but again it was definitely a cool moment I think a lot of a lot of people were excited about it a lot of young ladies were excited about it for sure and you know the Missouri fans gave her a nice round of applause so just overall just kind of a cool moment and definitely something that was uh, neat to be there for for sure I'll always remember that yeah and you know you make a good point about that because everybody was wondering oh why they do that well you know she's been kicking for a week so there's no guarantee that she could bomb it out of the back of the end zone sure and if she kicks it to the 20 yard line I mean, there's a good chance that they're going to be able to return it right so you know that was kind of the best case scenario for them in that situation and everything kind of worked out for them and I, I saw a lot of people you know there was a lot of stuff on Twitter that was really dumb. Also, the, the, the dumbest was really the why couldn't they find a male player uh, from the soccer team? You know, a whole lot of that, which sure. Vanderbilt Vanderbilt does not have a men's right. soccer team. No SEC team does. I was going to um, say neither does Missouri. Yeah. Neither does Missouri. So, and that's it, that was really, you know, that was annoying. There's a lot of dumb stuff. But the, the positive was, you know, hey, look, Vanderbilt ran a lot of plays yesterday, a majority of them unsuccessful. And you could argue that she was part of one of the most successful plays they had, I mean, all game long. Like, they they were bad. And that play was, you know, in retrospect, a- executed to perfection. Sure. No, I agree. I mean, honestly, she was in a tough spot, like we just kind of laid out there. And obviously, a, a huge pressure situation. I mean, right. my God, the, the entire country was, was maybe not watching live, but certainly everybody saw that clip. In retrospect, every single person who, who follows college football watched that. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, hats off to her. And, and, and like you referenced there, you know, this is Thanksgiving week. Basically, the entire student body is going to be gone. So even mm-hmm. if there was some guy out there who maybe kicked in high school or something, you know, th- th- this was obviously an emergency, you know, kicker type situation. And it just so happened that this this lady who played uh, who was the who was a keeper on the soccer team was your best option and so you know just a just cool circumstances it all worked out yeah and it's and something else you know to tie it also back to Missouri like I'm sure she could have if she had more time to work on it she would have been fine you know what comes back to my memory is Sophie Cunningham former all-american uh, basketball player at Missouri was the kicker at Rockbridge High School during her time there and you know like Nobody took her job. I mean, she was a kicker. So it's not like, you know, it would have been impossible for her to, be, to, to do a good kicker. She had one week to prepare, right? Right. No, certainly I think uh, even if she can – I don't know what kind of leg she has, but, I mean, just the execution of – it's one thing to kick it off of a tee, you know, when right. nobody's around. But when you've got the pressure of the rush, the snap, the place, you know, the getting your steps right and the timing, that's a, that's a, that takes a lot of practice and a lot of technique for sure. But fortunately, Josh, unlike place kicking, which does require a lot of technique, learning how to chill requires almost nothing. In fact, all that's required is a nice chilled Coors Light to get you into chill mode. Ah, you see what I did there? 
Because you know what? I know Josh is well aware that sometimes this world can be go, go, go. Not only does he host the Locked On Nationals podcast five days a week, he's also the host of Locked On Big 12 as well. So you know Josh has got to need a moment every once in a while to just turn off and hit the reset button. And while I speak for both of us when I say that Coors Light is the one that we choose when we need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Be sure to check out our recap of the Missouri-Oregon basketball game either late night on Wednesday following the game or early Thursday. Just check your podcast feed wherever you happen to get this fine show. So until then... Once again, here's Josh Neighbors. All right, so let's go towards some baseball. Um, you graduated in 2005, so that would line you up, actually, with one Max Scherzer during his time at the University of Missouri. Uh, did you, first of all, you know, I'm sure you saw him play some. Were you super familiar with Max Scherzer while you were there? Or, you know, I'm sure for a lot of us, there are some names that, even if we went to baseball games while we were at Mizzou, some of the names, yeah, we saw, but maybe they got more traction as they got, you know, developed in, in the major leagues. But do you have memories of Max Scherzer? You know, what, what was kind of your relationship to Max in terms of, you know, being a fan of the team while you were there? Well, you know, uh, quite honestly, I, I grew up in the area. And so I've been a lifelong Mizzou football and basketball fan, first of all. But obviously, I root for, for any Tigers to do well, like the, the aforementioned Sophie Cunningham that you just brought up. Certainly love seeing her doing well in the WNBA and all that good stuff. So really, I mean, it, my relationship with Scherzer, it's interesting. He's got to be, I mean, you can make a really easy case that he's the best athlete in Mizzou history, especially just his professional career. The guy's obviously a first ballot, no doubt, Hall of Famer. He's a three-time Cy Young Award winner. But it's interesting, again, because Missouri doesn't have the same relationship with baseball, frankly, that it does with football and basketball. So it was always, you know, and I was was actually working for the Missourian at the time, covering Mm -hmm. all kinds of different teams, but I never really got a chance to cover any Missouri baseball or any Missouri sports in general. It was usually Columbia College, high school, that type of deal. So certainly I'm well aware of Max Scherzer because, I mean, he's the headliner of the Tigers. People are are speculating that he's going to be a first-round draft pick. So, I mean, he's very much a big big local news-type guy. But it's interesting – we're certainly all rooted for him and everything. You, all, you also have to remember this is pre-social media. Because right. now I, I feel like today I follow somebody like Carisha Schweitzer, you know, who's a, mm-hmm. a really good distance runner, Mizzou player, or Sophie Cunningham. Follow her on Instagram. You feel like you know her a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what Max Scherzer was like, frankly, until he got into the major leagues. You know, I, I'm a guy I followed. I'm a big-time fantasy baseball player, have been for 20-plus years. You know, so I followed him kind of just from afar, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And really, when I when I started to, I don't know, really root for Max Scherzer, I guess around 2012, I think, I think 13, I believe, was his first Cy Young with the Tigers. Yes. And I think in 2012 was when his brother, unfortunately, committed suicide. And mm-hmm. also, unfortunately, you know, around that time, I lost uh, one of my really good friends, suicide who I actually roomed with at Mizzou so mm. I don't know I guess I just kind of 
I related to Max a little bit there, just kind of started looking at him as more of a person and also realized that his little brother was very much into saber metrics and stuff like that. And Max kind of learned some stuff from his brother in baseball terms. I, I just, I don't know, Max, I, I just kind of got to know him more as a guy, much more so, you know, as a major league player than as a Mizzou guy. But certainly I, I couldn't be more proud of him just as a Mizzou fan. Yeah, it, I mean, what a tremendous ambassador for the university, too. And you talk about who are the greatest pro athletes, you know, that were athletes at Missouri. And, you know, guys that come to mind for me, I mean, obviously at the school, I think some of the athletes who resonate the most, you know, you have your Marcus Denmans, you have your – uh, you know, you have your football players like Jeremy Macklin and Chase Daniel. But in terms of guys who have, you know, performed professionally at like peak, peak level, I mean, you have to go towards wrestlers a lot of the time. Tyron Woodley, Michael Chandler, Ben Askren. Sure. Are the three, those are the three guys that come to my mind. Jaden Cox. Jaden yeah. Cox. Yeah. We forget, an Olympian as well. Sure. But, um, you know, Max Scherzer is right up there. And with what he's accomplished and also too, you know, I just studying Max and watching his time in DC, what a competitor he is, uh, what a, a teammate he is. And, you know, I always talk about how I imagine that if you're playing in the field and you have a guy like that in the mound, who's just so fiery, I bet you're, you're on your tiptoes a little bit more. You want to make sure, you know, you're out there kind of going as hard as he's going. He's such a great example and ambassador for the school. Like I was talking about, and it's, it's such a joy to watch him perform. And, you know, from all accounts, you know, there's not a ton of not a ton of film of him while he's at Missouri. College baseball wasn't covered like the way it was now. Right. Much streaming like is certainly made right. Which, which yes, there. I mean, yeah. gigantic right. jump. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, now you can watch basically all the college baseball games you want to. You couldn't before. But by right. all accounts, Max Scherzer was that kind of guy back then, and really has never changed. And it's very cool to see somebody kind of be consistent from college to pro now and just achieve, achieve, achieve is all he's done. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, honestly, I was saying, obviously, I followed his career just as a big baseball fan early on. And Max has always had just tremendous stuff. But, you know, you wondered for a long time there, it just seemed like he was just never going to be able to quite harness the control enough to Mm -hmm. the point where he would be the truly dominant pitcher he's become. I'm not really sure what the difference became there around, you know, again, it just so happened to be when his brother, uh, his untimely passing. But then mm-hmm. after that, just for whatever reason, he was able to harness that control. Walk rates just dropped, you know, dramatically. And the strikeout rates went up along with it. So, yeah, I mean, what an impressive career. But now that I think about it, what if the problem with Max Scherzer, the transition from him going from reliever with great stuff and control issues to Hall of Fame starter, what if the secret was build go yes maybe max just had a mental or physical wall that he needed to break through every day with a product like build go and well the best part about these things is not only is it like five hour energy without the same crash feeling natural so it's a better high for the body if you will well it's easy to take to the ballpark sneak into the dugout in handy one and a half ounce packages So be sure to be like Max and visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. BuiltGo. Let's go. Max Scherzer was not paid for any part of this advertisement. Every Tuesday on Locked On NFL, Luke Braun 
and Ross Jackson break down the Monday night football action and top fantasy storylines around the NFL with the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. Luke and Ross are joined every every Wednesday by a locked-on fantasy expert to help you save your lineup with waiver wire pickups, must-starts, and more. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. And now finally, more of me and Josh neighbors. Josh picking up the thread there where we were talking about Max Scherzer's transition. It's a good point, too. I mean, it's funny about him is that, you know, you, you mentioned there's a, there's a lot of days where he doesn't have his best stuff. And I think the difference to me is the way he still competes with it. You know, he's a guy that his recognition of when he doesn't have his best, he knows how to keep kind of pursuing, you know, going forward, even when he doesn't have his best. I think also, too, you know, what I'm starting to realize is there's a lot of guys around baseball who are Missouri products, um, much more than I think in the past. I mean, think about this now. We've got a manager, Jace Tingler, who is a, uh, you know, was a Missouri alum. Right. The, the number of drafted players from the University of Missouri has also, it, it has noticeably increased uh, as, as, of, as of late. Uh, a lot more guys, right. especially pitching-wise, they're putting a lot more pitchers into the league than they were before. And we just saw one, right? Peter Fairbanks exactly. getting a draft in 2015, getting a lot of run. In the majors, do you think we're just a lot start seeing a lot more Tigers make their way up the ranks? Well, I certainly hope so. I, you know, I it's interesting. The Tigers haven't been wildly successful in baseball recently, but you're right. right. They have put some guys in the league here for sure, especially pitchers. But, you know, I think the guy I'm kind of excited to see what happens with him is, 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 is Trey Harris, mm-hmm. actually, who's uh, now a prospect with the Atlanta Braves. I just have happened to see play a little bit a couple years ago went out to the old ballpark my brother-in-law had a good time and just he really stood out to me so I thought it was I don't know I thought it was cool and maybe a a win for my evaluation that he's now a minor league player and a decent prospect for the Braves so definitely looking forward to to seeing Trey Harris and uh, frankly I'm just always I'm into exciting outfielders and just players in general who who use their legs too mm-hmm. because man the running game that's the one thing in recent baseball I'm a little bit bummed out that nobody wants to steal bases anymore it seems like right. it's all station to station baseball that kind of bums me out on occasion but so I don't know just Trey Harris I'd like to see him have a good major league career well and he's he's a guy too that was not you know at, at Missouri tremendous player but was a guy that was not highly touted when it came to the draft and it seems like through hard work and sheer will, he is now, a, I mean, he's now, you know, considered one of the best prospects the Braves have. And so you, you kind of like to see that as a program like Missouri, like embodying a whole lot of what Mizzou has. Yeah. Like, we're not South Carolina. We're not Florida. We're not LSU. You know, we're not Arkansas. We're not AM. We're not any of those schools with these gigantic stadiums sure. and pedigree. But what they do have is a bunch of guys that have gotten the league and have worked their way up and are finding their way. You know, they've got a bunch of pitchers who I think can do that now. And you like, I think Trey Harris is a, is a perfect example of a guy that embodies so much of what Mizzou baseball is about. Right. And, and you know, I think he really, I think he took advantage of a lot of the things I believe that Mizzou baseball does well. I think actually they're, like you say, they're not LSU and they're never going to be in terms of just interest fan base, all that kind of stuff. But I will say they've done a really nice job refurbishing the baseball stadium over the last, you know, five, 10 years, whatever it's been. 
But on top of that, I think the Missouri program has been really, really forward-looking in terms of implementing all the possible stats that they can get and just getting all the film and information. I, I just know that Trey Harris actually talked about this, how great the program has been at just implementing all these sort of advanced you know, looks at, okay, heat maps and, you know, more advanced than heat maps, but, you know, just really breaking down where your weaknesses are as a player, where your strengths are, how you can improve and all that kind of stuff. And I think Missouri's done a really good job of getting the most out of their players and again, advancing some guys to the big leagues. Uh, And then, you know, I enjoy talking to John today, just to finish, what kind of stuff are you working on uh, right now at the Locked On Mizzou podcast? It's got to be a busy time, right? We've got football, basketball starting. I mean, basketball is just – it's so hectic right now because, you, you know, they, they canceled their trip to the Mohegan Sun. Right. So you know, it, what a, it must be just a crazy time for you right now over there at Locked On Mizzou. Well, it definitely is. And yeah, thanks for asking. No, it, it's a fun time is what it is. I, I just like to have sports happening. Right. So I, I'm just grateful. No, frankly, I, I thought the Mizzou basketball team looked good opening mm-hmm. night. I, I was really encouraged, actually. So hopefully they can keep this newfound pace that they've got going. I, I've been kind of begging for them to play a little bit faster, mostly just advance the ball up court with the pass, get into your stuff. Kind of an old, kind of a Norm Stewart philosophy from right, back yeah. in the day, honestly. And yeah. my golly, it's working in the first, at least for one game anyway. And I thought <laughs> the last few games, Missouri did a better job of that too. But I don't know, that team just had a good look, beat down, you know, a pretty solid mid-major program. But yeah, like you say, as far as football goes, I mean, really, I'm thrilled. Four and three, new coach you know, all kinds of COVID issues and players transferring out and, you know, a new quarterback, obviously, who's looked good in Connor Basilak. So, you know, yeah, it's actually, it's all, there's a lot happening on the Mizzou beat right now, especially when, you know, I was talking, getting ready to prepare for, prepare for an Arkansas game. Now it's Vanderbilt. (laughs) I mean, you never know what's going to happen week to week. So you got to run to daylight. That's for sure. All right, John, where can people find you and your work? Well, you can follow me anywhere on social media at Locked on Mizzou and obviously five days a week, the Locked on Mizzou podcast. Follow it on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Josh, thanks for having me on, man. Thank you, John. We appreciate your time. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks.